Print, pack, and ship where you shop. Visit the new FedEx office store inside a local Walmart to turn your favorite photos into printed home decor or to ship smiles from miles away. Check out FedEx.com slash Walmart to find the closest FedEx office location inside a Walmart near you. The following program is rated D for dumb. is rated D for dumb. You're listening to Dumbing It Down with Dave, the fastest podcast on earth. Listen to Dave commute to and from work on the New York State Thruway in his 2008 Kia Rio LX. He talks about pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Join Dave as he asks and tells you how life ought to be. And now, here's Dave. Well, hello everybody. My name is Dave Canyon. Are you ready to dumb it down? Well, that's good news. I'm ready to dumb it down as well. I'll do the best I can to dumb it down, to keep it in my mind that that's really one of the cornerstones of the show is dumbing it down. Um, Also, pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. You know, we're going to do our best to keep that all in mind. Oftentimes, I forget, and I go on to a tangent, and I don't keep those things in mind. But I will do my best. Thank you, folks. Uh, for tuning in to Dumbing It Down with Dave. However you're doing it, and just real quickly, I uh, want to thank Hal uh, in Philly, Hal Aaron, for the Going for a Drive song. Really has been uh, a great experience uh, knowing Hal and uh, having that song introduced to the show. Um, so thank you to uh, Hal Aaron, Hal in Philly, uh, who also does Tales of the Road Warriors podcast. And it's easy when you know Hal. He's just released two more episodes this week. Uh, I am driving on November 19th. It is about... 6.30 p.m. It's a Tuesday. I'm going in for overtime. So if you're listening anytime close uh, or even anytime in the future, uh, Hal Aaron has uh, just released a few more episodes. It's easy when you know Hal, H-A-L. Nice, nice play on words there. Um, so uh, now when I see Hal, I speak to Hal. I, don't, I, haven't see, I won't see him for a while, but when I speak to him, I'll go, uh, Hal, you doing? That'll be the new thing. Hal, you doing? Uh, and also, uh, you heard an AI voice in there somewhere. That would be, uh, Linda Irwin from Awesome Insanity Surfers. Thank you, Linda. And also, uh, Alex Exum at the top of the show. Um, Alex Exum, A-L-E-X-E-X-U-M, alexexum.com. Does live talk on Tuesday nights. So that'd be in a few hours if you're listening to this immediately after I publish it. 10 o'clock Eastern, Alex Exum with live talk. All right, there you go. And, uh, he also does the Exum experience. So, uh, but all things related to all those people you can find just by Googling and all that other stuff. Same thing with Dumbing It Down with Dave and Dave Canyon and Dave's Fit Life. 
Dave's Fit Life is my YouTube channel. I haven't released a video in a while. I have to do that. Haven't really had much to talk about, um, except some bad news is that I think I've gained like seven pounds in the last week or two. I went up oh six pounds. I went from two ninety one. Uh, I weighed myself a couple times uh, during my off days. This last three days or so, I was whatever day and a half off, and uh, the scale kept on repeating itself at two ninety seven. So that's not good. I don't. I could feel it. I could definitely feel heavier uh, as I inch closer towards three hundred, which once upon a time was a goal of mine, you know, to to be three hundred, because uh, it's like a perfect game, you know, the three hundred. Uh, I never bowled three hundred, but I figured if I go weigh three hundred, that would be pretty close. It's like, oh, I can't bowl three hundred like a bowler, but I can weigh three hundred pounds like a bowler. There you go. A little insulting to the bowlers of America. All right, let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. Maybe we can get right to it, and maybe we can put an end to it, and we can move on. I definitely, uh, I have episode uh, 173 all queued up uh, to uh, go over, listen to his comments, but I don't want to do that and then not have any time to talk about what I want. This show will be what I want the show to be about. So let's talk about my company's chapter 11. Uh, there have been some comments that I've read uh, previously by some of my faithful listeners. One of them would be Pat Mason, who I work with, um, and also Jeff Warner, who I used to work with at actually two different jobs at Conway. He was there at Conway. Uh, I think Pat Mason was already gone. There's, you know, there's, it's a small group, really, believe it or not, of truck drivers in the Albany Capital District area. Not small like 10 of us. There's hundreds or thousands of us. But somehow... As you go from job to job, which a lot of truck drivers do, uh, I, people used to make fun of me. And one of these days, and I've said this before, I will grab my resume, which is somewhere in my house, my application that I made a photocopy of, because it's too hard to remember all the jobs I've had. But you will see these people from company to company, because we're all looking for utopia. And that's an, another thing about the show that I would love to put into my introduction. You know, pragmatism, truth, happiness, and the search for it all. Really, the search is the search for utopia. Isn't that we're all, what we're always doing every day? Trying to make life point zero zero one better than the day before. Some of us are trying to do it at one point zero better or a thousand better. However, you try to make it better, whether it's us personally or the government or the company you work for, we're all somewhat somehow. Why am I shouting? looking for utopia, right? That's what I think. That's how, and I think that's part of our problem is that we don't plan properly for utopia. We don't really see the future as clearly as we need to see it. And we also, and it's hard to get everybody in agreement as to what the future should be. And also we are now dealing with the past and the past affects the present, which affects the future. These are all not brilliant, you know, concepts in time and space and, and all that, and economics and po- politics and, and mindfulness and all that. This is just things that have been going on, and I, I, I don't want anybody to think, oh, wow, Dave, you think you're so brilliant. No, it, these are things. Definitely, it's nothing I've ever read because I don't read. You know, it's things that I've heard and things, that, just my brain working the way it works, dumbing it down with Dave. Okay, so let's... um. Uh, yeah, so all these drivers, we've worked with each other, you know, at other jobs. That's the point of all this that I was trying to make, was that we just come in and out of each other's lives. And uh, it's interesting who you worked with, who you will work with, and uh, we're all over the place. But we always seem to somehow run into each other. If we don't run into each other at a job, we see each other passing on the road or at a rest stop or something. It's just interesting how and then I know this guy and that guy knows that guy. Oh yeah, that guy spoke to this guy. And now with Facebook, forget about it. It's 
it's uh, it's a very uh, incestuous situation. All the truck drivers of the Greater Albany Capital District and outskirts area, whatever. All right, so let's get to it. All right, let's super get. Let me get glasses on my head so I can see the time and not be paranoid that we're running out of time. Chapter eleven. One of the comments that I'm not going to go back and look for because that would take up too much time. I didn't have time to prepare it and have it all printed out. Was um, from Pat Mason, and I will just. Um, What's the word? Not purge. Um, whatever. I'm going to try to say what he said exactly, but I, I won't be able to say what he said exactly. There's a journalistic phrase for that. I will uh, be in the, whatever the word is. All right. Here we go. I'm going to try to say, paraphrase. Woo! I feel better now. Look how smart I am. I said paraphrase. Do you even know what that means? I don't even know what that means, but I know I'm going to be paraphrasing. Paraphrase. Um, he said something to the fact that uh, they, uh, him and Jeff were jacked up uh, because they were expecting a, a, a certain show of, uh, when they saw the title of Chapter 11. And they know that, you know, we're talking about the company I work for and the company that Pat works for and the company that Jeff used to work for until recently where he bailed out. He said, no, I see the writing on the wall. I think, again, I'm paraphrasing. I think he said it to my face and, you know, or whatever. Or maybe I read that he wrote that, but he saw the writing on the wall. And he wasn't the only one. We've lost a lot of drivers. I moved up the seniority list, list quite a bit because of drivers bailing out. And drivers have been bailing out since I got here because I've said this before. I was number 30 six years ago. April of 2000-whatever, I was number 30. And now I'm like number five or six. And I could be easily number four or three any day now. I could also be number seven or eight any day now either uh, as well. So uh, there was an expectation of the show. So let me just quickly address that. When you have expectations of anything, expectations of a movie, expectations of a meal, I, my feeling is most, most likely, 99% of the time, any, the, whatever it is that you're expecting, it will fall short. I go through life with no expectations. I, I try not to. I try not because I know that as soon as I, I raise the bar, I will be disappointed. Uh, not because uh, people are bad or well, any of the things that I like to talk about because they're depleters or lazy and all this other stuff. It's just because you set the bar high. In fact, it was asked of me at Podcast Movement 2019. Uh, I was actually on stage and I, I have this video I should upload to Facebook, but it's like a six minute video. Um, I was pitching my podcast. It was a whole contest you know, that was VoxNest slash Spreaker sponsored and I didn't. Even, I don't know how I placed, but I didn't win. And anyway, uh, it was like pitch your pitch, pitch your podcast. And I mentioned, and this has been asked of me before. I say, yeah, the name of the show is Dumbing It Down with Dave. And then they said, why is it called Dumbing It Down with Dave? And I say, well, because if it was called Raising the Bar with Dave, there would be expectations, but I couldn't possibly live up to those expectations. I'm not a raising the bar type of guy. That's just not who I am. I can't raise the bar. I don't know anything. I readily admit I know nothing. I know zero. This is all coming from instinctual. I'm like a, like an animal in the in the wild. I, I don't have a sense of smell, but if I did, that this is how I go by my life. I didn't have a lifetime of my father. I'm not going to go down that road. I know they're going get to it, get to it. Chapter eleven. I just I have to set this up. I don't know anything about chapter eleven. I don't know anything about life. I don't know anything about anything. But I do know this: that if you have a higher expectation of this show, you're, it's going to fall short every time. You have to come in expecting stupid. You have to come in expecting dumb. And if I do anything above that, that's that's icing on the cake. It's, oh, well, I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but 
Yeah, Dave uh, kind of uh, got to it. Dave kind of uh, touched on a sp- thing that I relate to or I've thought about or I've seen or heard on it. How come Dave is the only one that whatever, you know, that's what I would love. That if not every show, <coughs> excuse me, quite often the phrase is uttered, wow, I, I, I've always thought about that, but never, never actually verbalized it. Or I'm glad David brought it up because I was too embarrassed to bring it up. Whatever it might be, believe me, I have a whole lifetime of embarrassing situations. You know, being uh, 56 years old and legally obese and uh, bald and all that stuff, it's, it's not good. A high blood pressure and a truck driver who works nights, it's not, these are all not self-esteem rate uh, with a podcast that's you know in, uh, wallowing in oblivion these are all not things that uh, that are uh, self-esteem uh, raising or whatever increasing this this is just the drudgery of life to go through this all right it's enough uh, I'm not gonna go down the depression road I'm not gonna go down any of that road wow 12 and a half minutes in still plenty of time to get to it almost 13 minutes in here you go sorry about that folks I'm doing the best I can Chapter 11, my company, meat and potatoes. You want to get to the meat and potatoes? You want me, uh, you know, I don't have any anger right now as I speak. I haven't had any anger towards this company about Chapter 11. I don't anticipate that we're going to close the doors. I don't anticipate that. That doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I know there was a comment about me needing to do my homework about Chapter 11. I don't have the ability to do homework. I, I, I've read what I've, I've read and I know what I know, and I'm done. It might be just like the Bible, you know, about, like, religion. People read the same whatever it is that you call those things, and then this guy will say, wow, you know what that means? That means death to all, blah, blah, blah. The other guy goes, no, that's not what it means. It means that that's not exactly wholesome, but, you know, we'll tolerate it. We'll forgive it. Uh, that's not what God meant. Blah, 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 blah. And that's my pro- one of my problems with religion, is that it's it's all subject to to interpretation. And then, of course... I speak to other people, and Mark, my friend Mark, used to listen to the show. He stopped listening to it a while ago because, for whatever reason, you know, he doesn't enjoy it. Uh, um, he's busy. He did he did a whole master's degree thing that he took him away from the energy to be listening to my show. But he put it in his time. He he definitely listened to a lot of shows. Um, you know, he would have something to say. There is no interpretation of the Bible. The Bible says what it says, and it is what it is. And I go, okay. I never seem to understand any of the Queen's English. Because, you know, the way they, they write the, the Bible and all that. You know, he, thee, thou, 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 whatever. All those words. It just confuses the hell out of me. Chapter 11. You know, I'm not angry. Uh, I will say this. This is as emotional, I think, as I, as I can get. Uh, about you know in a, in a in a negative way or in a in a staunch way in a stern way, the writing has been on the wall for a long time. They knew. They said that I think it was like seven out of the last eight quarters they've been losing money. Uh, these are all college educated people, and I I do have a little bit of a bias, and I do have an us versus them mentality. I do not strong. Not like every time I meet an executive, I think this guy was born with a silver spoon up his butt or whatever. It's none of that. I, I never take anything to the extreme. As far as I know, maybe I take kindness and trusting to an extreme. But I don't take that negativity, that anger, that resentment. I don't think I take that to the extreme. I believe 99% of executives that work in these offices who are college educated are well-intended. I don't think they're all just sitting there waiting for that golden parachute when it's time to bail, like this last CEO we had. 
And his name I can actually say because he doesn't work for the company anymore. His name is uh, ah, I forget it. It doesn't matter what his name is. But he bailed, and he's not the only executive to ever bail from this company or any other company for that matter. And they had that golden parachute where they they did their time. And this last guy, I think he only did a couple of years, a couple of years for this company, and he he he, he leaves with a golden parachute. And if you don't know what golden parachute is, I can't really best explain it. You have to look it up. But it does. It means he's not he's not filing unemployment. <laughs> At least I don't think he does. Wouldn't that be something to get that four hundred dollar unemployment check? Really? You know, I don't know. I don't know if executives file unemployment. That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I know that. Uh, uh, well, he quit. He didn't get fired. He resigned. So I don't know how that works for executives. But the writing has been on the wall for a couple of years. Let me say this without bragging. Again, let me say this without bragging. It is not a brag. But years ago, when we started farming out, this is not a trucking show, by the way. Absolutely not a trucking show. I don't have the sound. Do I have Hello, it? Hello, Dave. Yes, hi, Harry. This is Harry. Yes, Harry. This is not a show about truck driving. Well, I know that. It's all about human behavior. And, and that's why I'm talking about these things. Thank you, Harry. I appreciate that. Thanks for dropping by. Thank you, Linda, for supplying Harry's uh, availabilities. I joked years ago when we couldn't handle all the work and we would start hiring companies to come in from the outside. And at first, it was only for a couple of months, like during the busy season. And we really did. A, we had a lot of work. Remember, I was one of 30. One of 30. Three zero. Now I'm one of 13. It's like half of the transport or line haul or whatever you want to call it of the bulk milk delivery drivers are gone. More than half are gone. We have less than 15. I think we have less than 15. I think I mentioned the number a couple weeks ago. We might have, we might have 16 or 17, but I could be wrong. But it's half, basically. We don't go east anymore. We used to go east. We don't go east at all. We had a lot of business that went east. We don't go east at all. Anyway, but I joked because at first it was just outsiders for a couple of weeks, a couple of months. And then the outsiders were down south and they were north and south of us and east of us. And it was just constant. It was just every day. And this lasted for a couple of years, a couple of years. And it was absolutely said to me, to my face, it was said to me, Dave, we are losing $100,000 a month. That is $1.2 million a year. That was said to me. Now, that's just this plant, this plant that I work at. I don't know what the other plants were doing. But how many plants could lose $100,000 a month? I don't know what the situation was. My plant is different from almost every other plant in the United States because of the doubles operation. I drive doubles. I can go on and on about all the particulars. I don't know if that's interesting podcast to you. I have to stick with the human behavior and the dumbing it down with Dave. And I also want to somewhat appease my listeners who are disappointed because, well, first of all, I an episode was taken away from me by the cosmic forces of the universe which I already talked about. It's like having a baby taken away. And I couldn't reproduce that baby, no matter how hard I tried, and I didn't try. So there was an expectation that there would be a show that would be uh, with a certain 
uh, whatever, certain, certain tone, a certain informative aspect, whatever it is that there was an expectation that I would hit the company right between the eyes, punch him right in the face and let him know how I feel or, and how the drivers feel. Well, I can't speak for all the drivers because I feel differently. For me, this is almost a blessing in disguise. I go to work almost every day, somewhat, not entirely. And I got to be careful what I say because you got to be careful what you wish for. You might get it. Sometimes I wish that the doors would be closed. We don't have gates. <laughs> we don't have gates, but, you know, the proverbial gates, if that's the word. 20 minutes in. Okay. That the gates would be closed. They say, guess what, guys? No work. Plant is closed. Got to go home. You don't have a job here no more. Or temporarily, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is. Because I would like to get on with my life. That would destroy my financial plan. I have a very definite four-year plan. And I just recently met with somebody and uh, uh, concerning a, uh, a vehicle of mine. Uh, it's a 1957 Chevy, four-door Bel Air. It is an American classic car. It has fallen into disrepair under my ownership. I've owned it since I was 18 years old. I am now 56. I've owned the car for 38 years. I've driven it cross-country. I've had a lot of fun in that car, and in the last 25, 30 years, it's fallen into disrepair on my property. But I met with a guy who can absolutely bring it back, you know, pretty much to 100%. It's going to cost me a lot of money. And I will tell you, it's going to cost me at least $50,000 to restore this car. Fifty dollars to $75,000. I'm not looking to make this a showroom car, so that will prevent it from going to $100,000. Fifty to $75,000. That would be my sixth year. That's why I would stay one more year. Because that means like all my check would go. We would live off my wife's salary. Everything in the house would be done. And all my money would go to my Chevy. Or I guess I could go to community college, learn how to do body work. And I could, you know, whatever. But anyway, that's another show. But I wanted to share that with you. Because I want you to understand the human behavior behind what I'm feeling. I'm not angry at the company. But we all saw the writing on the wall. Oh, so when we were farming out all these, all these jobs, all this work, I, I would start saying out loud. And then we had other issues, other problems, complacency, all the management issues that I've talked about that uh, has been commented also by the listeners in the Spreaker section, mostly Pat and Jeff, because they're the only other two truck drivers other than Mark that respond. A lot of mistakes were made, but there's a lot of complacency, a lot of laziness. We need somebody to take control. And there is no control. Drivers do whatever they want. And I'm not talking about my complaint about the drivers on Saturday night into Sunday morning. But that is part of it. To me, that is part of it. It is easy, in the company I work for, as a driver, to get away with things. It is easy. It is too easy. Because the camera in the truck is only watching you while you're in the truck. But it doesn't really monitor your intentions. It doesn't monitor your behavior otherwise. It doesn't, it doesn't monitor when it's not in motion. Well, that's not true. You could accidentally hit the camera, but it, that wouldn't do any good. If the, cameras, if the truck is in park, they don't care really what you're doing, as far as I know. I, I don't know how, how you can get in trouble while the, camera, you know, while the truck is in park. Uh, yeah, if the truck is, if you're not in gear, I don't think the camera is relevant to anything. I haven't heard of anybody getting in trouble for anything while the truck is in park. It's only once it's in drive or reverse, or maybe even neutral. I think it can sense that it's in neutral, but 
I don't think we even have a neutral. Maybe on the automatics we do. I don't know how that works. That's a trucking show. We're not talking about that. So I would joke. I go, well, you know, keep this up. We'll be out of business before you know it. And here we are, chapter 11. I would joke about it. Am I going to take credit for being the first and only driver that joked about it? Probably not. I'm not going to take any credit. It's nothing I would enjoy taking credit for. But I remember joking about it. Because every day you'd be here going, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? How come we're not doing this? When are we ever going to fix this? And we finally just paved a large portion of our yard. It took six years. Six years of bouncing around like a rodeo. Like, like, like a rodeo bull. I wish I had video of it. I wish I, I wish I had all that. All I needed was a dash cam. And you can see my, me bouncing around. Syracuse is still unpaved. We have another depot in Syracuse. It's like the, the moon. And I'm not kidding, folks. It is like the surface of the moon. I think the sur- I've seen the, the space buggy, whatever they call it. Space car, the, whatever, the moon rocket, the moon buggy, space buggy, whatever it was. The NASA buggy. I've seen sh- uh, videos of that. I think that has a smoother ride. On the sur- I'm talking about those big craters. We have a lot of smaller craters. We have a lot of them. And it's just all, and they're placed in the most inconvenient, there is no convenient place for a crater in a yard. There's no way that you're going to have a crater at the end of the yard where nobody drives. It's always going to be right by the docks. That's where the most friction occurs between the rubber tires and the surface. And all you need is one crack. Remember, these, these trailers fully loaded, you know, 80,000 pounds with the tractor. So like 40,000 pounds without the tractor or whatever the number is. It's a lot of weight. And when you turn on the cement or the asphalt, you know, eventually there's going to be a break. There's going to be uh, erosion. There's going to be, well, not corrosion, yeah, erosion or whatever, damage. And as soon as water gets in there and then it freezes, you know how the rest goes. It separates. 26 minutes. No breather break, no drink break. I've got a nice cup of coffee waiting for me. I'm going to listen to this after it's done and then I'm going to publish it. So I want to give you between the eyes. I want to give you meat and potatoes. I've been prepared for this chapter 11 for many years now. I've been preparing for it. I don't have great expectations of this company. Like I said early in the show, if you have great expectations, you will be let down. They will never behave the way I want them to because that's not in their best interest. I've never worked... Well, that's not true. I have worked for at least one company, which was... Price Chopper, I can say it now because I don't work for them anymore. Price Chopper, the supermarket. I really believe that they had it all under control. They were taking care of everything. And they were stern. They were stern. And every driver had to do a certain... You had to perform. You had to come through with cleanliness. You had to come through with um, everything. The extra effort, eh, they call that re-dispatching. So if they gave you an original assignment, which took you 12 hours or whatever it was, and you came back... You didn't always have to re-dispatch. In other words, go back out and do another job like I do on Sunday mornings. There was, there was no need for that. But there was a lot of time built into the schedule for those type of things. My company doesn't even know where their equipment is. Where's this trailer? We don't know. Where's this tractor? We don't know. Where's the handheld? We don't know. Where's the keys for the rental? We don't know. Where's the squeegees so we can clean the windshield? Oh, there aren't any? No. When's the last time anybody went out there and checked? There's no paper towels for weeks and months. We have two dispensers. In fact, Jeff, I think it was Jeff Warner who comments on the show a lot, would actually go and 
put paper towels in there. Dave, why is that important? Why don't you just get paper towels on your own? Because I shouldn't have to. Because there should be a supervisor in charge of the fuel island. Supervisors should be out in the yard. They shouldn't just be sitting in their cubicle. That is my point of contention. That's where my anger is. That's my meat and potatoes. My meat and potatoes is if they had a guy that was in charge of certain things, you would see the bottom line uh, get better. It's these little things that drivers get away with. That's where the bottom line starts to leak. There's a leak at the bottom. It's a small leak, but it's constant. 28 minutes. It's a small leak and it's constant. And once the drivers realize that there's this leak, they start acting like, well, why should I care? Even Jeff, I think, left the comment. If management doesn't care, why should I care? I can't live like that. I only care because of me. I care for me and I can't. This is why I, one of the reasons, other than I get paid for it, yes, it's true. I've admitted it. I said it. And then it was commented on, I think, by Pat. Yes, I get paid a lot of money for doing that extra effort uh, on Sunday morning. But believe me, my first thought is, how do I take care of my buddy Joe? How do I take care of my buddy Richie? How do I take care of my buddy uh, Mike and Miguel and uh, whoever? There was like five guys I took care of. And three years ago, it was it was another set of guys. It was Ralph. It was a, it was it was a whole another cast of characters. It was um, Big Bob. I would always take care of him, and I would leave him a tractor. And it would be clean and fueled, and I would send him a text. I email everybody. I text everybody. Everybody knows what they got to look forward to Sunday morning. That is a great thing for a driver to go, oh, I just got a text from Dave. This is waiting for me. This piece of equipment. I was able to do this for you. It, it puts their mind at ease. Because Sunday's a horrible day to be driving south on the New York State Thruway. I can never work Sundays. I can't stand it. I hate the idea of working Sundays. I don't want to go over 30 minutes. Well, that was almost... Uh, I got to go, folks. I'll talk more on the next show. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dumbing It Down With Dave. Goodbye. Good day. Good night. Good luck. Good riddance. Godspeed. Good racks. And great skills. Take care.